Hi, it's Rabbi Jim Egolf. Thank you so much for joining me. This uh, week I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Shabbat Vayigash, which is uh, the Shabbat in which Joseph reveals to his brothers who he is and uh, talk about some of the implications that might actually have for us. Because while Joseph was off saving all of Egypt, um, his father really didn't know what had happened to him and neither did many of the brothers. And so we're going to take a look into this particular Torah portion and pull out some lessons that actually speak to our world today in a, in a very interesting way. You can always email me at rav, as in Victor, jim, at aol.com, or you can always call me at 610-624-3441. I thank you for joining me. On uh, this Shabbat of Vayigash, we began the moment when Judah approached Joseph, Joseph being the vizier of Egypt, to plead the case of Benjamin, his wrongly accused brother. See, Benjamin had the cup of the of a high official, the Pharaoh, hidden in his grain sack, and thus Benjamin has been sentenced to be held back from the trip back to Canaan. And Judah, in this very interesting moment, decides that he's going to do something unthinkable. He approaches the vizier of Egypt. He doesn't do so out of self-preservation, because that really, really wouldn't be a smart idea. But, you know, if you think about where Judah is within himself, it's been many years since the other brother, Benjamin's other brother, Joseph, went missing. You can just imagine the evenings at the dinner table, or should we say the dinner tent, when Jacob would look around the room and find Joseph's place empty. For Judah, this must have been a difficult moment to watch, and the idea of having to watch it happen again with both of his brothers half-brothers, really, gone. His elderly father, Jacob, looking longingly, not just at one empty spot, but two, must have weighed so heavily upon Judah that he said to himself, I can't do this. I can't continue to watch this happen, and I can't be responsible for another brother being lost, for another son of my father being lost. So he risks his life his liberty, and himself. And he sought to avert the death he was assured would visit his father should Benjamin not return from this visit. The idea of having empty chairs at our tables or in our lives is not something new in Judaism, except the context is often radically different. We, We have empty chairs for different reasons. As opposed to the empty spot as a sign of a loss or a sign of a departure from our families, the empty spots, well, we actually create empty spots. That's right, we make them. And when we do, our empty spots are actually signs of hope. 
When you think about the empty places in our traditions, you would probably first find yourself thinking of the guest who never shows up. For centuries, we even invited one person to every bris, every Passover Seder, and every Havdalah service. And, according to most, he has never shown up the rudeness. I'm, of course, referring to the prophet Elijah, a prophet who is most unlikely to be a guest at these ceremonies, but nonetheless, we invite him to all of these ceremonies. I was once reading, and I wish, if you actually know the source, I would appreciate you sending it to me. I was reading um, a an explanation of why Elijah has to show up to everything. I mean, can you just imagine the guy's social schedule? And I found a rabbi who said that Elijah's invitation to all of our different events is not actually a reward, it's actually a punishment. That's right. Our invitations and singing for Elijah is a punishment. Because according to this tradition, Elijah doubted the dedication of the children of Israel. And thus, Elijah was sentenced to go to the end of every Shabbat celebration, every bris, and every Passover Seder, because these are all points at which we reaffirm our covenant with God. We reaffirm the covenant with Adonai. And because Elijah doubted us, every time that we affirm it, we open the door for him. As if to say, see, you were actually wrong. And even though you were, we invite you into our celebrations. During the week of Vayegash this year, we saw an empty chair celebration that also spoke to a moment of hope. You see, Elijah is supposed to be the heralder of the Messianic age. A time when the world will be a better place. And we saw another empty chair ceremony this week that would lend itself to hoping for a better place. I wasn't personally invited, but if you happen to attend the ceremonies in Stockholm this particular week, you would find yourself looking at a stage with an empty chair and a picture in it. The empty chair was there for the Chinese activist, Wen Zhoubao, who was awarded the Nobel Prize this year. The Chinese government felt so threatened by this particular action, this particular award, that they decided that they would not allow him or any of his relatives to travel to Stockholm for this ceremony. In other words, they decided that they were going to leave the chair empty as opposed to allowing a dissident to actually receive a prize, a recognition for the work that he had done. What they didn't understand that they were doing at the time was planting what I would argue is a very Jewish seed of hope. Because that empty chair has now become a hope 
for the possibility that one day it would be filled with the work of a man who has sought his entire life to try to bring about a measure of peace as we determine it within our world. In other words, as opposed to the empty chair of Elijah, we are the empty chair of Winjo Bao. We had somebody, both who were supposed to bring a better world to us, both who often cannot show up. And so it goes from a presence to a prayer. We pray for Elijah to come. And we pray for the moment when this Nobel laureate can actually receive his prize on that stage with freedom for himself. And so I leave you with this, with this thought. There are several times when we remove chairs out of anger. We don't give people a place at the table. There are times when we sit and the chairs are somewhat empty and we only have a couple people there. But when there's only one, it kind of begs the question, what hope would we have what possibility would we have to fill this empty spot and to make a difference, to make our world more complete? And so I challenge you. What is the chair that's waiting for you to take your seat so that you are at the table to make the difference, to be the blessing change the world that one small amount that's needed so that you can say, I too have made the world a better place. I have at least planted hope within its midst. And whether I see that hope come real or somebody else comes along and makes it real, I have done my part. Shalom. Shalom.